Hello everybody, happy Monday and welcome back to another episode of Hospitality MD. I'm Kyle and today we're presenting part two out of our three-part interview series on location at Purdue University Northwest. Enjoy the video. So we've been focusing a lot on hotel operations. Uh, Sam, you mentioned at the beginning that you you kind of see yourself in food and beverage, um, or that's your been your main right experience now. so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, you you want to move into the rooms division sector? Um, it maybe I'm kind of in between. So I've been in food and beverage since I was 17. So it's kind of hard. So about five to six years. Um, I'm kind of torn. I really like it. Um, I like what I work with. It's a good environment. Um, it's a little different than hotels because the customer is actually eating. So their satisfaction is that their service and food is perfect. Um, so it's a little different than you could give gifts out, obviously, for anniversaries, birthdays, anything complimentary. Um, it's just that environment's a little different. Well, a lot different, obviously. Um, but I, I worked in a small family-owned resort for a summer and it was 12 cabins 14 houseboats so that was very intimate like a select service hotel almost um, and I liked that and that was actually the reason why I declared my major as hospitality so going there and talking to guests it was different guests each week um, and the experience there made me realize I declared my major and then I went there so I left food and beverage and then ended up going back to the same place I work at now so uh, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. It just depends. So how does hospitality differ in food and beverage than it does in perhaps hotel operations? We've heard, you know, from Reggie, we've heard from Curtis about that check-in experience, that moment in the elevator with the guests. We've heard from Naya at the breakfast table, you know, talking to the guests. How does that differ in food and beverage? What can you do to craft the guest experience? I would say service, like when it comes down to it, I used to bus, I served, um, now I'm a manager there, so it just depends on, I'll more so say when I used to be a server, it comes down, that's why I mentioned teamwork earlier, because it comes down to your team. Um, essentially, you're not the face, the servers are, so you're the, they're the ones that go out of their way to make a guest feel like they should come back or give them a great experience or the things, the conversations they have too. Um, some people go out to eat and they just want to go out to eat and that's it. Um, some, some people you can talk to and have a conversation with. Just because it is different, like a, a lot of people don't get into food and beverage, you know. That sounds so. like a more difficult dynamic because it's yes. not as, um, oh, yeah. at the front desk we get we actually get to speak and as yeah. you said they're eating dinner, you and know, they might not be bothered, exactly. they're so it is going to be more service based. Quality of service, quality of food. Yeah. I have no food and beverage experience myself so this is all new to me. Yeah. I mean technically they are staying because they're there for an hour. It's a cover, it's a check coming in, so it's, they're having the experience. Um, I guess the restaurant, so I work at T-Bowl's restaurant, where they've been open since 87 years, 88 years. Um, so 
when people come there, we have large groups like families, they have family, people have family reunions, anniversary parties, birthday parties. Um, we hold tables of 20. Um, so it's really all about the experience too. You only have two hours to make it perfect. And hotels, you have a weekend where they're like, oh, Curtis did this for me here. So you have that either it's, I'm talking more so from when you're a server. Obviously a manager can go and talk to a table, but you can't talk to them the whole night. So you're there making sure that their food's out correctly, their drinks are perfect, everything's going well, cleanliness. Um, whereas at a hotel, you can say, oh, hi, Curtis, nice to see you again. How was your stay last night? Or even reoccurring guests, too. It's the same thing with food and beverages, um, the hotel industry, too. You have regulars that come in. Um, just talking to them, and it's pretty much, it's almost the same thing. I would treat it the same way. It's just the stay is shorter. I guess you could say. So we know that in hotels, in food and beverage, there's countless moving parts that have to be accounted for when you're just dealing with the basic operation. Um, and you know, in a hotel setting, maybe if a service recovery issue does come up, there's more time to solve it before Correct. the guest departs. Yeah, exactly. Food and beverage. How does that? Yeah. Like, how do you how do you approach service recovery situations in a food and beverage setting? when you know that the guest is going to be in and out? So, server-wise, normally, you working there, you kind of have your control of offering them something, a dessert. Um, if there's a problem, obviously, you get a manager. With restaurants, they you don't know. If, if you don't talk to a table and they had the worst experience, you don't know until they go on social media. It's like a blast. It's a it, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so the main thing is just making sure your eyes you're paying attention to, when I used to serve, I paid, I paid attention to other servers. I'd look at other guests to make sure that, oh, is their water not full? I'm gonna go, be the one to go do it. Um, just because I wanted to make sure that, I was looking out for my, if Naya was busy and she needed my help and she was in the section next to me. Just wanna make sure that you're ahead of it, you're on top of it. That way, if there is, if you even see somebody, they're not eating their food, um, maybe they're just full, but something could be wrong. So, I mean, just staying on top of it, like I guess at hotels, even the resort I worked at, if there was a complaint you had or something wrong, um, you had more time obviously to fix it. Whereas in a restaurant, you might not know and then they do go on social media. So just making sure that you're honest and open and genuine, so. Well, and in hotels, a lot of the problems will happen. The guest goes to their room. You're, you're not going to the room with the yeah. guest. You're not gonna be there to see, you know, the hair on the toilet exactly. or whatever the case might be and whether or not that guest wants to report it then or wait until they leave and you know mm -hmm. blast you on social media or whatever yeah, the case right. might be so what you're saying is proactive rather than reactive yes okay okay does anyone have anything else they want to mention on that i know you have food and beverage experience um yeah a little bit well Beforehand, I had did a lot of events in school districts with catering and stuff like that. That's something that my parents did. Oh, sure. Um, so when I worked at the hotel, it was buffet style. So something that I learned from that is you have to mingle with guests always. You kind of have to find out what they like, what they don't like, how they like it. So that was a really big important aspect of that. I learned even from one guest, um, I was new to the hotel, but I figured out that he liked donuts. 
Now, on some days we had to switch our items. Necessarily, we wouldn't carry donuts that day, but I had donuts in the back. So something hospitality in me was like, okay, well, I know that he's gonna be here on Wednesday through Friday. So I'm gonna have some donuts to the side for him on the days that it's not out. So that's just something that I wanna satisfy him because I know that that's something that he likes. Or just that our, I noticed our guests like orange juice better than they like cranberry juice. So instead of having cranberry and apple, I put orange juice out. It's just little touches like that. I think that you really have to be tentative to guests and figure out what they want and their dislikes. And even here being a server, like this is my first experience serving is in the hospitality building. So going from 291 to 492, 291 is more of talkative, interactive, while 492 is silent service. And silent service being that necessarily those guests don't want to interact with the server. They just want you to be there for them catering to their every need so something that I took from that is kind of just staying back watching them um, one lady she didn't like the way her pork chop was cooked um, I immediately apologized I said there I can get you a new one you know I can have it cooked to the temperature that you would like and she appreciated it so much but it was just that little thing but I watched because I saw her picking at it and she was unsure of whether she should ask or but I just went up and are you okay did you like any would she have said anything if you didn't go up to her? Probably, she to, to probably just, yeah, left it satisfied. And we have common cards at the end of the night, so that's something that she probably would have wrote on there or that's something that she would have circled for service, like kind of instead of giving me a five, it would have been like a three or a four. But me being tentative to that guest, I was able to see before it kind of that proactive thing. So I think if food and beverage is so, it's a, it's a whole nother ball game. It's you have that short window window of time to see if a guest likes or dislikes something and if you don't catch it especially in hospitality it's like it can be a disaster on social media yeah. and word of mouth word of mouth as that's well. huge yeah. um that's why i like what she said you always just want to make sure food and beverage your eyes are on everything um especially as a front of house manager you want to make sure that even if you're a supervisor at a hotel you want to make sure your eyes are on everything whether it's my big thing is making sure everyone's working together and if someone's folding napkins somebody else is sitting there in the back on their phone or eating or doing something go help your partner you know things like yeah. that um because then that makes it a, it makes it better for the service in general that makes it's if curtis if, yeah if curtis and francesca come out to eat and they're completely dissatisfied maybe they're not the type of people to say something um but if you they're not, Curtis isn't touching his food, and then you realize, like, oh, he's not eating, what's going on? Um, we try to train the servers to know, to kind of pick up on things like that, too, because, like, word of mouth, social media, all that stuff can completely tear you down. So, and I think that's part of, that's really what hit home, what hits home about working there, and how it's been open for so long, it's still family-owned. Um, I think that's what's keeping me from the food and beverage, because there's just so much care and genuine, just, just, I don't know. That's I think you both made yeah. a good point. Um, Two points, you, you, attentiveness, mm -hmm. being observant um, to your guests' needs or patrons, depending yeah. on your setting. It works in both uh, hotels and in restaurants. Yeah. Um, there's certain things you need to look out for, flags like that, and then teamwork. Yeah. Exactly. It really comes down to teamwork. Cause yeah. I find in our hotel, there, there could be a weak link, and sometimes you know, you're picking up slack for it. But yeah. in, um, I just have a question. Do you guys, if you do have somebody that's uh, slacking on your end or anything, do you have any way to help motivate your team? or? I would say sometimes I even, if I see somebody like quote unquote slacking, I kind of figure out what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And if I could 
just say, oh, okay, not saying that you're a slacker, but if I use Sam as an example, but if I see Sam just chilling out, maybe she doesn't have something to do. Maybe I do. I'll just go, can you help me with this? Or what are you, what are you doing? And if she tells me, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll go do it with you. Kind of getting that yeah. proactive, like, just jumpstart going. I think it's motivation, like momentum. So if one, per one thing about hospitality, it's so contagious. So yes. if you okay. see some one person going, oh, you see some, effect. yeah, it's a ripple effect, I right. think. So if even if I see a group, I might be maybe chilling one day and I just was like, okay, well, I don't know. I didn't have nothing to do at the time, but there's something to do. And I see Sam, I see Curtis, I see Reggie, I see Fran just standing like over there doing their work, working hard. I'm like, okay, well, I need to find something to do. Yeah. Like that kind of, sure. having that mentality, that energy, that energy yeah. necessarily, it's, you'll have a break in hospitality sometime, yeah. but even in hospitality, it's like, okay, this break isn't getting a little long for me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, let me go find something to do. Like I'm not, this break isn't needed. Like yeah. it's having that mental, that mindset, just to keep momentum going. Cause you know, it's, it's contagious. And I think too, is that if you, more so helping someone like when you used to serve if someone struggled with drinks or someone struggled with staying organized you can give them points maybe they don't want to take your pointers or anything like that but at least you're reaching out and helping them and those sometimes people will say yeah that's a good idea um or even like having the energy just being genuine and wanting to be at work i'm a big believer in not working at a place if you're not happy um it's one of those things that it'll show, it'll show on your face. And if it shows on your face, it'll show on your whole team. So it's one of those things that maybe some people aren't really happy. It's not everybody is a happy person. And some days I have bad days, but when it comes down to it, it really is comes from your heart. It's being genuine and wanting to be there and wanting everybody to have the same energy, so. And even that team aspect that I feel like everybody has mentioned, like if you're a team for so long, like even I will use this as an example, like last week, I feel like Curtis and like Reggie were hammering me like, what's wrong? Like, what's, what's going on? Like you're not the same. Like what's going on? Not knowing like, you know, I was dealing with something, but maybe it was, a, I was thinking that I was getting over it, but maybe it was showing, not being aware of it, but just them being around me so much, they're able to tell. So that could be another reason why somebody's slacking. You never know what's going on in their life or what has impacted them that it can roll over into their work life. So knowing your team, having that team mentality, that's something that you'll, you'll pick up as well. So with, you know, of course, everybody has bad days, stuff like that. Um, and I'm sure, as we mentioned, people are cynical. We are all people. How do you fight that cynicism? Because we, we can say we're perfect, that it doesn't happen, but we all feel it. How do you fight that? How do you try and stay on top of it? Let's start with you. All right. I see you. <laughs> it's funny because we all have bad days, and you know it's funny because at my hotel, I work a Sunday. Something always goes wrong, and I have to stay positive. And it's literally like a thing. Like my boss always like um, she'll be like, "I'm not scheduling Sunday because something's gonna go wrong," and I'm like, "No, I just do it," and then something won't happen. I, we've had. Are we know, talking Sunday morning? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, unfortunately, I had a guest die. We've had pipes burst. I, I had someone, you know, try to jump off a, out of a window. You know, um, this just crazy things. So I have to stay positive um, and calm to make sure everyone else is calm. Because if I lose my crap, if I lose, I don't want to cut. I was about to cut. <laughs> um, but if I lose my cool then that means maybe other people will lose their cool. Um, 
I follow a guy named Sam Glenn, and he's been through a lot of stuff. He's a motivational speaker. He normally um, speaks for football teams before they go out and play. But he really taught me how to be optimistic and positive out of everything, um, especially with that Kairos retreat that I went on. It learned it. It taught me how to see every positive and every negative. And when you live a life like that, um, it makes life easier for yourself. Why worry about something negative when you can see the positives out of it? You know, worrying about something isn't going to change anything. You got to kind of act on it and stay positive. Yeah. Oh, I've also learned that um, being positive uh, is also contagious, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, being an optimistic person, if you're around a negative person, kind of it gives off a negative vibe and then nothing gets done. But when you bring the energy and the optimism, it kind of makes everyone happy. Well, you know, that's what nice says. Team right here. I mean, <laughs> Hospitality is infectious. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. So, Fran, how do you fight that cynicism? Um, well, so Disney is the happiest place on earth. Um, but you'd be surprised at how many guests are not happy when they reach you for whatever reason. And it could be something that has absolutely nothing to do with you. Um, it could be something that happened two days before they even saw you, but they're going to tell you about it because. It ruined their whole vacation and the biggest thing that I learned while I was there is you know kind of like what you said if they're really negative sometimes that can rub off on you you have to counteract it just by like you have to purposely try don't like don't get into their mindset don't let their negativity ruin your day do the opposite do something whatever you're capable of doing for them that can maybe not fix whatever happened, but make them forget about it, at least for the day or for a few minutes, do it. If you have to get your manager to do it, if you have to call a different department, just do it. Get it done. Do something that will, even if it's just for a few minutes, change their attitude. Um, I mean, I worked in merchandise this past summer, and the park I worked in, half of it was closed at the time for construction and so I had somebody complaining that you know there's only three rides in this park my daughter's not even tall enough to go on half of them it, the one she is tall enough to go on the line is three hours long so even though I had nothing to do with attractions I never have um, I called the manager she was able to get me some fast passes for this other ride so that they could do something else again She's like, you know, we don't have time to wait in line. We've wasted our whole day being at this park, whatever. And I gave her those fast passes, and it instantly just changed her whole demeanor. And she wasn't even, you know, mad at me. She wasn't angry in what she was saying. She was just kind of venting. Um, and she had actually walked away and was just shopping through the store. And I went and found her and told her, you know, I have fast passes that you can use to go on that ride again because that that is disappointing when your child isn't big enough to go on anything else and you know you don't you're not going to get a small kid to wait in line for three hours and it completely changed her attitude I mean she got teary-eyed and everything was ecstatic that she was going to be able to take her I think it was her granddaughter actually um, that they were going to be able to go on the ride that she liked and that they didn't feel they wasted their whole day well, and I mean, it just goes to show that if someone is willing to go out of their way to express an issue to you or express a concern, that it means something to them, and that should mean something to yeah. to you as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, empathy, really, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, it really shows how much they care, like about they're passionate, even if it may have impacted them negatively. 
it's they're passionate about it so you have to i will always talk to treat people with respect regardless of who they are and basically when somebody is very passionate about something and it may have impacted them negatively they're oh they're irate like and i think in hospitality you get a lot of irate guests it's not all yeah. rainbows yeah. and sunshine <laughs> so i was Whatever. but i was always taught to kill them with kindness so you're you're sending all this negative negativity towards me but i'm gonna just keep okay well what would you you know what can i do for you like or what would make it better your experience better like what can i do at the, and at the end of the day i think it'll come it'll become infectious and they're well and i think they'll take a breath and well i think you can and they'll they'll reason with you i think you just have to stay persistent and always be positive in hospitality because if you if you turn negative it's the whole situation can you've become, you've lost control you've right? lost you've lost control you've lost it so we we've all been guests at one point or another whether it be staying at a hotel, visiting a restaurant, visiting Disney, whatever the, the case might be, how has each of your experiences as guests impacted the way you view hospitality and how has that contributed to your own personal philosophy of what hospitality means to you? Let's start with you. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you know, before uh, I was growing up as a kid, I was always fascinated with hotels. I think every kid is fascinated. You're sleeping somewhere other than your home, for one. Uh, the sheets are, are huge. The pillows are nice and comfy. You get a swimming pool. There's food. There's granola bars. And your mother doesn't restrict you from anything. <laughs> so it's great. As a kid, I was always fascinated with So I love hotels as a kid. But growing up and after getting into hospitality, my view of it is completely different because now you have a certain... Um, level of understanding about hospitality and you also expect a certain level of hospitality and so sometimes you, you won't get that certain level of hospitality and it's fine you know you know going back to about optimism and everything like that it's how you react to situations you know we talked about being proactive as opposed to reactive uh, and so you know a lot of times when I go to hotels now like I just went for spring break I went to Tennessee and I stayed at the Hilton property there in the mountains phenomenal one of some of the best service I've ever experienced but I went in there with a level of hospitality saying hey like I understand how hotels work I understand that there's it you know I went into, I checked into the room for instance and the room they checked me into was dirty nobody cleaned it the sheets were all on the floor there was garbage and clothes and different things like that so it, it happens it happens the system glitches sometimes sometimes people just don't get to a room so they say hey you know what, ma'am I'm sorry that room that uh, you checked me into it was actually already preoccupied somebody didn't clean the room she's like oh my gosh i'm so sorry came back she gave me a sweet two extra cookies two bottles of water i was like wow this is great i might have a problem with the next one too <laughs> yeah, they, they no exactly but it, it's about going that extra mile so there's a certain level of, of service that you you expect after working in the hospitality even then when you go to restaurants and things like that i have such a profound respect and appreciation for people working in the service industry now that i'm a part of it it's just like it's a hard job trying to please people it's a very hard job because you have those people that you will never be able to please but knowing that you're trying and working hard at it a lot of guests can appreciate that uh, a lot of times it's about how you say certain things as opposed to what you say uh, sometimes you know if let's say we're at we're you know it happens to us all the time we have whirlpool suites at our hotel and some guests don't get it uh, because we're we're booked up or we're oversold or they booked a certain way but they didn't get the room that they wanted because whoever booked it for them their travel agent or something like that they didn't book the room tight so just explain to them um, unfortunately the the reservation came through is if you had a regular suite as opposed to a whirlpool suite we don't have any available here but what i can do for you and for the kids here we have our pool our pool stays open to 11 here we'll go ahead and make sure you guys are occupied with that we'll, we'll definitely take care of your breakfast in the morning as well i do apologize for any sort of inconveniences that you all may experience if you need anything just let us know that right 
right there would be like, oh, my God, it's free food for the kids. Oh, my God, it's like swimming pool open tonight. Cool. Excellent. Thank you so much. We don't even need that. If You know, we'll call you if we need anything. You know, stuff like that. So I think just being a, being a hospitality, you you expect a certain level of service, and you have definitely a different um, appreciation for it. It's definitely profound. It's different. I think, too, that you can kind of, building off of that, you expect certain things, but like what you said, if something goes wrong, you're not going to be down somebody's throat about it or super upset about it. Like, yeah, if it's something that's understandable, yeah, you could be a little mad. But working in the industry, like I, going out to eat, people ask me, like, are you really picky about going out to eat since you're a hospitality, you work in a restaurant? I'm like, no, not really. Like, yeah, sure, if I'm paying a lot of money and I'm getting this nice piece of steak downtown or doing something expensive yeah I do have high expectations because it should be up there um but I don't know if people even if I just go out to eat like whether I'm at like Chili's or something everyone's like wow this service is awful like maybe the server's having a bad day maybe they're really busy maybe they're understaffed Somebody you know exactly yeah yeah well and going off of that too like the <laughs> empathy I'd like to challenge you with this does the you know, chicken come before the egg or vice versa? You all are hospitality people. You have to realize that you're a certain breed of people that yeah. you have that innate instinct to be empathetic. Yeah. You yeah. have that inside of you. So are you empathetic just because you work there or is that just who you are as a person and that kind of that kind of makes you I, apt to succeed in this industry? I think it's I don't honestly I think it's kinda of, it's both. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was raised more so, though, too, that part of the reason I got into hospitality, too, was my mom. Like, my mom, when we would go out to eat, she's not the kind of person that would be, like, if the server was slacking or something, like, she still tips over 20%. She's still, she's just that kind of person. Um, so I think it is, it, it is the person you are. Um, that's the reason pretty much some people get into the industry is because they are empathetic for others and they want to make sure others have a good experience, whether it's restaurants or hotels. Um, so, I'd say that's it's it. I'd say it's the person. Definitely. Does yeah. anyone have anything to bounce off of that? I actually agree with Sam. I think it's. I believe it's both. Actually, yeah. I was already empathetic, but I think it heightened my empathy yeah. for like Absolutely. for people in the industry. Like yeah. now, I don't know what it is about serving, but oh, I respect. <laughs> yeah. I respect any <laughs> server. I know what they're going through until I. Enter 291, our food courses, I'm telling you, I had no clue. Like, don't get me wrong, I was always empathetic before, but now I'm just right. like, Sample you're five. juggling mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Like, 492, I'm, you may have, recently I had eight people the first service, 12 people the second. Now, this is my first time serving four, and I'm just, I think I just took a breath in the back and was like, wow. In that moment, in my moment, I thought about other servers. This is not even my right. occupation. That's, like, this is what I'm taking for school. But in that moment, I'm just, whew. This is one night. This is yeah, one I, night of and me that's, doing yeah. this. Building off of that, that's what's nice about this program is that some people don't want anything to do with food and beverage. But that the dinner class and the lunch class, class if you're going to manage somebody, especially in food and beverage, you have to know what they have to go through. Mm-hmm. So and half the people are like, I really don't want to serve this week. Like, oh, man, I'm really regretting this. I'm dreading it. But when it comes down to it, like, 
you need to do it to be a manager of somebody that is doing it. So I think it's phenomenal that we have to take classes like that. Exactly. Even, even stuff in the back of house. Like there's stuff that I can help people at work oh. get things done. I can help them prep now because I know how to do it. I never even pictured myself having an apron on and helping our prep cooks and different things the, like that. The back of the house is a whole different monster. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up a good point. I think if you're ever going to go into management, whether it be hotels or yeah. restaurants, it's great to have worked the line level oh. jobs so you can empathize and, and you yeah. can step down and assist as a manager. And yeah. you understand what they, if they're really busy and you need something from them, you should be super appreciative if they go out of your way to, oh, this server's table, this table needed, their filet cooked longer. They have 10 tickets on the board and they're still, if you appreciate them, with anybody, they appreciate you, even customers, customers, employees, coworkers, family, friends. It's so when you say if, if it's the person, I really think it is the person. So, because you've had experience with some servers that will come up to your table if you're out to eat and say, I just worked a 10 to 8 and you're my last table, I'm going to transfer my tab to a server. Like, things like that really gets me. I don't know about that's you. Hap that's happening to me if you that Just because it's you're the type of person that if you have worked a shift like that like oh yeah i have worked a 10 to 10 like i i get that yeah. but i'm still not i care about how your service is i'm not going to transfer you to i don't know certain things like that and that's well you would see not. the job all the way through exactly you would see it all the way to the very end because that's what's important to you and i yeah and that, i think that's what separates the men from the boys so to speak in yeah. in, in the hospitality industry and, and, and those who are working it's do you want to be there or do you not want to be there? 